Greetings, greetings, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I am your host, Frank Zafiro, and this, well, this is an open and shut episode with Matt Fritzpatrick. So Matt is a uh, Massachusetts-based author uh, who writes some books that he describes as Boston Grit. I'll let him tell you what that means, uh, but uh, some pretty cool stuff going on in those uh, books, uh, including the homage uh, that he made uh, in naming his uh, protagonist. We'll talk to uh, Matt in just a few moments. Uh, but first, uh, I want to let you know that uh, Down Now Books is our sponsor. Um, they've been sponsoring Wrong Place, a Right Crime for a while now. And if you don't already know, a Down Now Books is a mid-sized publisher of crime fiction, most of it at the darker and grittier end of the spectrum. If this sounds like something you'd like, uh, you can find out more at their website, downandoutbooks.com. That's downandoutbooks, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books, take the journey with us. All right, well, let's meet Matt Fitzpatrick, find out what Boston grit means, uh, and uh, a few other surprises. Well, hey, Matt, welcome to the show. Frank, thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity. Great to be here. Uh, so I, I want to talk about your Justin McGee books, which uh, is actually about to become a trilogy, and we'll, we'll touch on that near the end of the, the discussion. But uh, it's always nice to try to get to know someone a little bit uh, before you know talking about the books, learn about the uh, man behind the curtain, so to speak. And I noticed in your bio, you had a couple of professions that I would say at first glance are not very similar. Um, you're, you're listed as a, a U.S. Coast Guard licensed sea captain, uh, but then you you know, managed an investment company uh, that was very successful. Now, there's leadership in both, I'll grant you, but uh, those seem like two very different <laughs> occupations. Are they different or are, are they actually closer to the same? Um, they're different. Uh, I think you kind of hit it in that there is a leadership component to both. Um, my Really, my bread and butter for 25 years was in investment management. I'm a certified financial planner by trade. I'm a recovering investment guy is what I'll call myself. I did it for a long time and you know it, it, it was great and all that, but I really had this burning desire to be a writer. And the Coast Guard thing, uh, yeah, I do it, but it's, it's, that's more of a kind of hobby. I wouldn't call myself a seasoned Coast Guard captain. There are much more talented guys than me but and women. But no, the finance thing uh, was really a path to get to where I was because I sort of followed that route where, you know, you get out of college and you get married and you have the big house and the white picket fence and the BMW. I did all that. But in the back of my mind, I knew since the seventh grade, when I first stumbled upon a copy of Salem's Lot by Stephen King, this is what I want to do. You know, some guys I grew up with, they wanted to be astronauts or NFL players or, you know, all the above. I went to there for a long time. And I finally realized my dream with, uh, with just doing it, you know, just finally saying, you know, um, when, if not now, then when? And I finally uh, got together with great people like our mutual friend, Ben. And uh, yeah trying to make a run at it. And I love it. Well, I'm going out on a limb here, but I would guess that the career in investment management maybe made it uh, a little easier uh, from a security standpoint to move into to making a run at this. It, it, it did. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, proud to say I have two girls, my daughters are both in college and, you know, I did the right thing by them. 
but no, I mean, you know, being an author, as you know, it's uh, you kind of <laughs> relegate yourself to a life of poverty and obscurity, but um, not necessarily but, in that order. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's uh, it, it's a different lifestyle. It's one that I love. I embrace. And um, I don't know. I it, it's it's something that was eating at me from started at a young age, and I wouldn't let it go. I'm a stubborn Irishman from Boston. That's how we roll. So, well, you you mentioned uh, Stephen King, who I I, I think is probably going to go down as one of the greatest American writers of his generation when all is said and done. And yeah. he writes crime fiction. People that that don't pay close attention. Uh, would be surprised at the number of titles that easily fall into the crime fiction genre. Some horror elements to them as well, in, in many cases, or supernatural elements, but definitely crime fiction. Um, but on your on your website there, you kind of ha- you have a recommendation page, and uh, I was, came across one of my favorite authors on there as well. Um, you listed John D. McDonald's The Deep Blue Goodbye, um, yep. which, you know, Travis McGee, that whole series. I mean, it's it's funny. It's one of those series that is both incredibly dated now and yet still incredibly relevant at the same time. Well, it's funny. Uh, John D. McDonald, I get turned on to by listening to a Jimmy Buffett record, believe it or not, because Buffett is a huge fan of John D. McDonald. And he's an author in his own hmm. right, I didn't Jimmy know Buffett. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, Stephen King is a major yeah. John D. McDonald disciple. He, he cites McDonald in all kinds of uh, work in his books. And um, I read that series twice. I think it's 22 books, 21, 22. I read it twice. Mm-hmm. Not like in a row every day, but over time. And I think he's the greatest American cool guy protagonist. I mean, as Americans with our film and our, our literature, we, we love cool guys, right? And uh Travis McGee is the coolest protagonist I've ever read. And that's where I got Justin McGee. I, I, the protagonist in my first three books, um, I named McGee out of deference to, to John D. McDonald. And um, it's kind of a cool anecdote in that I went to see Dennis Lehane speak one day, who, you know, is like the best in, in, in you know, right now, I think, in our God our in world. Boston, I imagine. And, yes, yes. And, uh, Dennis is a cool guy. I actually got to to meet him and, and hang out for a bit. We actually had a pint together. It was pretty fun. And we talked. And he he was trying to actually get a move together for Deep Blue Goodbye. He was trying to work it out and uh, couldn't quite put it together. But those are the caliber of authors. Stephen King, Dennis Lehane, everyone loves John D. McDonald. Mm. And it, it's, it's one of those things where he died so prematurely, the poor guy. And he never quite got the notoriety that he, he's deserved, in my opinion. Well, that is a great series. It ends on a very bittersweet note, um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's a good series. I and, and it's cool that you paid homage to it with uh, your Justin McGee character. So you you're you're Massachusetts, born and raised, uh, and and still live there. Uh, obviously, like I mentioned, Dennis Lehane has to be on your Mount Rushmore of Boston authors. Uh, but you've described your yeah. own work, your Justin McGee series, as being Boston grit. Uh, what does that yeah. mean? Well, I mean, Boston, you know, it's an old city, right? One of the oldest in the country. And any old city has a history. And history tends to intertwine with crime and, you know, deviance. And it's all encapsulated in in one series of events that happens over time. And I think that 
as a Bostonian, as someone who loves history, we're enamored with what came before us, and we want to examine those people, and then we bring them to life as new characters. And that's what I did. I, I this Justin McGee character I created, it just came from. I, I said, okay, I want to name him McGee for John D. And then I want to name him Justin because Justin isn't a name like Spike or, you know, Ace. It's kind of an innocuous name. So my character is an assassin and uh, I wanted him to be sort of under the radar and kind of fit in with the Boston mold. He's an attorney, kind of uh, downtown, Brooks Brothers suits, all that. But at night, he moonlights as a very high paid assassin, very reflective of, I think, Boston and just the sensibility of the series, the trilogy, excuse me, I hope uh, will resonate with readers. So him being an assassin really makes the first title uh, make sense, Crosshairs. Yeah, yeah, I I came up with that. Um, I just, I wanted a simple title, straight to the point. And I said, what better, you know, what better title than Crosshairs? Because that's really what it is. So he moonlights essentially as a a hitman, high-priced hitman, um, what 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 kind of a problem does he encounter in Crosshairs? Because I doubt it's just a, a list of jobs that went smashingly. No, he definitely runs into conflict. The first book, Crosshairs, Justin is up until the point where he meets my other character, Marlene. Up until that point, he was really incapable of connection, of love, of sort of the human interaction with, you know, a sense of being genuine. And he meets this woman, and uh, all my characters are modeled after real people. So um, he meets this woman and falls in love with her and then gets hired to kill her because she's an assistant DA and is going after the wrong person. And Justin is in conflict because now he has hired to kill the woman he loves. And if he doesn't kill her, he's going to be killed. A bit of a conundrum. <laughs> You yeah. followed that up with Matriarch Game. That's a little bit more of a, a, a nuanced title. Um, what, what's going on in that one? Major, ma- it's funny. Crosshairs, I didn't know it at the time. When I was writing it, it was really stream of consciousness. I really just sort of flowed with it. I really, you know, it was a bit of uh, alchemy, you know. But when I stepped back and looked at it, and actually our, our friend Ben helped me kind of focus on this, is I wrote a bit of a autobiography about my divorce and, and the all that went with it and um, the pain and the loss. And then when Matriarch Game came around, I started to get the idea. It was really a book I was, I, I incorporated, uh, a, I brought on this new character, this girl Michonne. And um, I stole that name from The Walking Dead, believe it or not. And this little girl, it's kind of almost a coming of age story for her. And it was really, a, you know, a note to my my daughters and be like, you got to be strong women, formidable. It's a rough world. It's not pretty, but you're going to be survivors. And so with, with Matriarch Game, uh, the title really stems from the relationship between Justin's lover, Marlene, and their adopted daughter, Michonne. And it's uh, really just how they both blossom. The three of them blossom through the relationship. But it's not a pretty, it's not always... Rosie. I mean, it's it's a rough book. It's a darker book. The Matriarch Game, which I know we're talking about today, came out uh, last Labor Day. It's a it's a rough book. It's rough, but it I 
I'm very proud of it, though. I like it. Well, is it darker than the upcoming uh, third book, A Demon Tide, or is, is did you lighten it up a little bit for this third outing? I, I think, you know, with Demon Tide, I, I finally, and you might relate to this, I felt for the first time I felt like an author. Now I'm an author. I have two published published books. Now I'm an author, you know, and I, I did an examination with a new book, which will be coming out this coming Labor Day. Uh, 2021. And I, I took an examination of the heroin trade between uh, Gloucester, Mass and Nova Scotia, which unfortunately is vibrant. And um, I lost someone in my life to to overdose heroin, fentanyl, technically. And um, I wanted to examine that. I wanted to kind of bear witness to it, of what's going on. And in some ways, it's a tougher subject because it's real. But in some ways, I pulled back a little bit in not making it overly dark. I just wanted to really tell a story that's rough and gritty, like that's my bread and butter, but also fun and light. And um, I dedicated it to my friend who I lost. And uh, I'm really proud of the all three books, but the new one especially. I'm really excited. I do my launches. Uh, the first two books were very successful launches at a place called the Yellow Umbrella in Chatham, Mass. That's my home base bookstore. The owner and I are really good friends. Really great authors who I'm friends with, William Martin, Casey Sherman. They do their launches there. It's just really iconic, independent bookstore on Cape Cod. And I love the indies. You know, I always try to help the indies. That's where I found my love for books was always in the independent bookstores. So people can get uh, any of the Justin McGee books there. Uh, where else can they pick them up if they're looking to score one, say, if they don't live in the Massachusetts area? Yeah, no, I, I would say um, talk to the local bookstore, see if they can order you a copy, or, of course, Amazon. We, we I you know do sell quite a bit on Amazon, and um, it, it's it's very convenient for people. And I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled when people want to you know crack the cover. I'm so grateful and thrilled. Uh, well, before I let you go, I have to ask you a question in order to cover the spread uh, for those uh, betting folks out there. Uh, being that you're from Boston, uh, are you a hockey fan? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I know the Bruins are an institution around here. Everyone loves them. Now, I'm more of a Celtics guy. I'm more uh, of a, a hoops fan. Uh, all right. Well, no. the uh, series is the Justin McGee series. Uh, it's about to become a, a trilogy. Uh, I should ask you, uh, Matt, before we go, um, does Demon Tide wrap up that uh, trilogy or is it just the most recent book in it? it it's it's going to wrap up this part of the trilogy. I'm not saying, I mean, if Demon Tide has some legs to it and people like it. I might bring Justin back. He could come back. Um uh, but the fourth book, which I'm working on now, um, sort of in the midst, um, is going to be a different set of characters, different direction. Uh, but it's still going to be my, you know, sort of gritty, nasty, hopefully humorous uh, approach. All right. Well, uh, the author is Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, his Justin McGee series is uh, two books now, uh, about to be a third, Demon Tide, coming in uh, September. Uh, Matt, I want to tell you, thanks for coming on the show. I had a blast. Thank you, Frank, very much. All right. There you go, folks. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, 
uh, chatted with him a bit off mic afterwards and uh, just uh, really enjoyed his entire outlook on being a writer. Uh, I think it's a healthy one and uh, one I share and uh, it was good to chat with him. So if those uh, Justin McGee books sound interesting to you, please go pick them up. On our next episode of Wrong Place, Right Crime, we have a feature episode, and the author I talked to is Abir Mukherjee. Uh, Now, Abir is uh, one of the seven criminal minds, which is really 10 criminal minds, a panel blog that we uh, both belong to. Uh, He's a podcaster and writes uh, historical crime fiction, a very successful award-winning crime fiction. Uh, He's also Scottish. Uh, of Indian descent and uh, extraordinarily funny. Uh, So I had a great conversation with him. I think you are going to really dig it. It's one of those where uh, I had to lean way back from the microphone and try to suppress my laughter so that I didn't uh, uh, blast the mic sensitivity and drown him out because he's a funny guy. Uh, That's the next episode of Wrong Place, Right Crime. Make sure you tune in for it. Uh, Frank Safiro News, just want to remind you uh, that uh, uh, last episode I said we were a couple weeks out. Uh, I, I guess we were actually three weeks out. We're now a couple of weeks out from The Eviction of Hope, the Colin Conway edited anthology uh, that I have a story in that has a uh, just a powerhouse roster of, of, of authors uh, that you can check out, uh, including uh, Holly West, Hector Acosta, Dana King, uh, Joe Clifford and Tom Pitts, Jim Latwell. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, uh, Carmen uh, Jaramillo from a couple of weeks ago uh, has a story in there that is just fantastic. Uh, so you can't go wrong. Um, that uh, is uh, out on May 18th, but it is available for pre-order now. The Eviction of Hope, edited by Colin Conway. Uh, give it a look. Uh, Other than that, uh, I have another uh, announcement uh, to make, uh, but I will hold that until next week and then uh, share it with you. So how's that for a little bit of a tease? Uh, I want to say thanks to Matt for coming on the show, to Down Out Books for sponsoring the show, and uh, to you, the listener, for being here, uh, for not stringing me up for that obvious cliffhanger tease. Uh, and, uh, just, uh, you know, for, for sharing this journey with me and the other writers that come along, uh, don't miss next week with the beer Mukherjee. In addition to being a, a funny guy, uh, he's also pretty introspective and, and has some interesting philosophy to share. So, uh, you don't want to miss that until then. This is Frank Zafiro reminding you that sometimes you gotta be in the wrong place to write crime. <laughs> <laughs>